a small scene, a gesture, even a glance between characters can cross lines, break through barriers, melt prejudice, just plain make us laugh. <laughs> Brings us all together, that little bit of magic. That's just me. Brandon, it's another exciting evening here. It's Second Best Picture Podcast. All the stars are out. All the stars in the sky are here for our Oscar Spectacular. I have Welcome. to ask how, what are you wearing? I am wearing a shirt by Old Navy and shorts by Old Navy. <laughs> oh, you're sponsored this year. I am. I am. I'm wearing the Old Navy uh, chic outfit. And yourself? Ooh, look at that. I'm wearing a, um, a gifted T-shirt from the 19, uh, 2019 Goldthwaite Music Festival. Oh, so perfect. That's, uh, and no pants because I'm, it's wild and crazy over here tonight. So It is. It's that kind of Oscars. Uh, everybody, welcome to Second Best Picture Podcast, your one-stop shop for everything about the Oscars and Best Picture. And it's an exciting evening here. I'm Kyle Radford. And I'm Brandon McMahon. And we are here to talk to you tonight about the Best Picture Films that were released in 2001. This is our Oscar spectacular where we're wrapping things up. But what do we do, Brandon? What are we wrapping up? We're wrapping up, folks. We've been hard at work for y'all. We take the five nominees for Best Picture from the year of 2001 that were released in 2001. We've broken each of them down over the last few weeks. We've told you our thoughts of each film. Tonight, we're going to talk about the Oscars, what won, what should have won, what should have gotten nominated, what shouldn't have gotten nominated, all that good stuff, dumping that knowledge on you. And we're going to finally be able to talk about these films together um, in, in a room of their own. So I'm excited about that. Um it's so yeah, hard so during all this not to when we're having our conversations week to week, not bringing in the other movies and talking about yes. them in any way, because I just like I naturally want to compare them. Everything's a mm -hmm. competition. I want to I want to bring that all bring that all in as we're doing it. Uh, yeah, but, but we, we aren't able to. But tonight's the night we can tonight. We can look at kind of 2001 as a whole as we're talking about the 74th Academy Awards. 74th Academy Awards. I've done a little research, Kyle. Let me give you a bit of a rundown on this. Please night, okay? tell me about the 74th Academy Awards. Uh, first off, as everyone knows, um, very tragically, of course, this was the first Oscars in the wake of the 9-11 attacks. Wow, you're um, just going right into that, right into 9-11 from the beginning. Well, it, that's how the, the awards ceremony started. Did you not do the research? That <laughs> I, did, I did the, the research. I just didn't know the show had to start that way. <laughs> What would you suggest is more important than what I was talking about? <laughs> um, that night, actually, Tom Cruise came out, did a thing. I actually rewatched it. I don't know if you did. It was. I did. I, it was. I thought it was pretty nice. And he comes out. He's like, "We're here to laugh. We're here to honor. We're here to be entertained." Does that matter? I, I submit more than ever, and in the light of the of what the world was going through, um, I, I I I thought that was effective, poignant. I think you and I have talked at length about how serious the Academy Awards take themselves. Mm -hmm. That speech by him, I was, I was into a hundred percent. And I know I was at the time too. So I, I even now, what, what, what 22 years later, I was like, mm, okay, we're okay there. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's all self-serious and whatnot, and it's all a bunch of patting each other on the back. And, but I do think, not that, I mean, in that time, it, it, it is important. It was important to, one, to just get back to normal, and two, mm-hmm. to enjoy ourselves. And that's, you know, that was okay, like, to take yourself back to that time period. Also, every award show, every show, every, every everything that's uh, fair. that had aired after 9-11 had to do some version of this. That's fair. That's fair. The, the only difference is this was in like March. This is a good six months, seven months afterwards. Yeah, it um, was March 24th of 02 when this. But everyone out. felt the need to make some sort of statement. But yeah, but a, hey, I was let's okay. get back to work. Yeah. And I will say that they didn't. I thought they played it more to the line of this is good because it's fun and we like it, not because it's so important in this world. You know, that, yeah. that his his argument was this is enjoyable. Let's be in, let's enjoy in today's life. So that was OK. With I, me. I'd forgotten that it started that way. And so when he stepped out and started doing that, when I was rewatching, um, I, I was ready for for that conversation. Yeah. And yeah. and and when it was more of the latter, I was like, oh, OK, I can get behind this. I'm, I'm with you on that one, too. So moving off that, it was uh, Whoopi was hosting for her fourth time. They did the technical awards had been done about 22 days prior, the March 2nd, uh, hosted by Charlize Theron. So I didn't realize in 02 that she would have had the clout to be hosting the we call it the science and tech Oscars. Let's see. This but, is post Devil's Advocate. Um, yeah, but is, I mean, she had, hadn't done Monster. We'd, we'd Mighty Joe Young did already. Um, did the world really must did it did, did we did a lot of people watch Mighty Joe Young? Did you watch Mighty Joe Young? I did not watch Mighty Joe Okay. <laughs> and we can continue with this podcast. <laughs> Whew, there was an exit ramp right there. Thank God we passed it. Um, but yeah, I mean, she'd been, I guess, I mean, we're we're pre-Italian job at this point, aren't we? Yeah, know. that's like 2003 or four. Sure. So I don't know. But anyway, um honorary Oscars were uh, Sydney Poitier and Robert Redford. Which I remember um, Whoopi calling him Bob from the stage, which I thought, oh, they're all friends. They're just all friends, Brandon. I just you you have in my Robert Redford's not Bob. Bob is my father's name. Bob is your father's name. Robert Redford's not a Bob. When I think of Bob's just running around there. So I want to was... be I want to be friends enough with a famous person that I get to say, you know, oh, me and Pauly Giamani, uh, you know, <laughs> hang out. Bobby De Niro be that kind of guy. The guy that the guy that does the unnecessary. I was actually at a thing a few weeks ago and there was a guy referring to someone else and his name was Jim. And he's like, yeah, me and Jimmy so and so. And I, I told Jim later, like, oh, yeah, he mentioned you. He said, hey, me and Jimmy. He goes, no one in my life has ever called me Jimmy. <laughs> so you can also just make up that nickname to make it seem like you're more familiar with them. Yeah, totally. Totally. What is your is it Brandy? Is that the short version of Brandon? Is it Brandy no. McMahon? No, well, that's I'm going to go with Brandy. That's not. No one's ever called me that since third grade. And I got bigger than my older brother. So um, <laughs> moving on here. Um one of the other significant things about this award, and we'll probably talk about it in, but this was the first year for the best animated feature film. Oh, um, such a big point of contention for me, the way this played out. Very, very disappointing. What, my line out or the way I'm doing this? No, no, yeah, the way that the way you're presenting this is playing out. The Nicole, that's that, a live mic we're talking into, right? <laughs> who won the first best animated picture is just such a kick in the teeth to me uh, over who they beat. And I don't know if we're going to get into that later, but uh, I mean, it's, it's, makes, it's sad to me that that footnote in history is the first movie to take best animated film. I I reserve the right to talk about this later, but okay. I, you know how I feel when the, the Academy changes horses midstream, hist- historically perspective, not a fan. 
-hmm. this one's right in line with my view of the others more to come but you know we're talking that's about what you call a tease about. folks that's a tease <laughs> for later it's one that kyle agreed with because if not he would have said so folks because i get my notes live just so y'all know <laughs> that's right um help me out here i'm gonna try this time i did not nail this last time here we go notable okay. in memoriam got it nailed it nice very respectful uh, thank you um ted dimmy mm-hmm. chuck jones carol o'connor anthony quinn and mm-hmm. the legendary jack lennon lost him we lost him good yeah well, well jack lemon yeah that was it was quite the list looking through the in memoriam list of the folks that had passed away but i guess that's every year right there's always now that we're in in the 2000s it's every year's gonna be somebody we recognize whereas you go back to 80s it's like who's that so oh i remember uh, that who was the last one that hit you hard just ask i don't uh, know actually know these folks but i just like, yeah no my good friend yeah passed? uh, uh I'm trying to think of who would have been last year. I don't even remember. I think there was one pretty close to the awards. Well, you know who we lost uh, yesterday was Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, Polly Rubens. Paul, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you guys were close. Yes, I honestly the last one I you know I don't remember what year it was. It was James Coburn was the last one. I was like, oh man, big really? fan of Magnificent Seven or uh, uh, in Lake Flint. It was more his performance in Maverick, but yeah, you know, I like the guy. I'm just saying. <laughs> well, I mean, he was the last of the old school cool. You know what I mean? To me, it all is always the Robin Williams that I mean, you know how hard yeah, I took that. That's fair. Uh, like yeah. I actually knew the man. And so seeing that up there just made me a little puddle. Yeah. No, I, I, I that was rough. But, you know, always. And also this one, I think this year was also Aaliyah. Like when when the younger folks, that's, you know, the ones taken yeah. before their prime. So mm-hmm. anyway, let me ask you this. How do you remember this award show? Were you there? Were you watching? Were you part of the action? You know what? I probably wouldn't have seen this. This would have been uh, 2002. This would have been my sophomore year of college. There's no way I was sitting down and watching the Academy Awards on Sunday, March 24th, 2002. Uh, I'm sure I was doing something else. So, no, I didn't. And and going back and watching um, like the, in- the opening number, not it wasn't even an opening number, but the opening bit with Whoopi Goldberg. There was no memory of that in my brain. So okay. I'm I'm sure I didn't see this. What about you? Oh, yeah, I watched it. I had nothing going on that night. <laughs> I was not <laughs> cool enough in college to be out on a Sunday. What are you, nuts? Um, no, I watched it. I remember, like I said, I remember Whoopi calling him Bob. And I remember... Um, this was I was I was already knee deep into my who do I think is going to win? Oh, I, I, I didn't I see that one coming. Huh? What's going on here? I mean, by late 90s, I was like, oh, well, that's a crap vote. Let me tell you what's wrong with this and, and already developing the horrible angsty persona that you listen to weekly. So um, millions yeah, was, have come to know and love <laughs> old man. I was, I was totally I was totally into it. Um And also, I think there was, as the rest of America, there was a part of me that liked those old, you know, in the wake of of, of 9-11. There was that part of me that wanted to sit down and watch the Oscars. It's a normal thing you did. So absolutely. I I watched this thing. Totally. Yeah, I just this was kind of a time in my life where movies, some movies kind of took the sideline. I was just I was just doing other things a lot of the time and, and maybe not seeing all the movies that were coming out and just not as connected to that. And I definitely you know, came back to that. Uh, sure. I, you know, I was more, more like that in high school, college. I kind of got a little removed from it and then I, I got back into it after college. So I, I wouldn't have seen this. Um, I got a couple other things about this ceremony. Bring it I don't on, know bring it you, on. <clears throat> you know, this is the longest Academy Awards ceremony to date at four hours and 23 minutes, a punishing four hours mm-hmm. and 23 minutes. Um, yikes. 
Uh, I mean, that's that's so much. <laughs> uh, Lord of the Rings was nominated for 13 Academy Awards. It was the most that year. Second was a tie between A Beautiful Mind and Moulin Rouge. So we talked about both of those. They had eight apiece. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, they all uh, nominated for a lot of Oscars. And I think my favorite, we can't, in the, in the section of, of Wikipedia where it talks about uh, 9-11, and in in relation to this, I feel like the people at Wikipedia have made a bit of a leap. Um, they talk about the Tom Cruise intro, but they also then Whoopi comes out and later introduces a New York icon. And I know your favorite filmmaker mm-hmm. then walks out, someone who had previously refused to attend the Oscars, Mr. Woody Allen, to yeah. a standing ovation. What a time 2002 no. was. We so just can't I was get away from this. We can't, I, I read that stat and I was like, why can we not escape Woody Allen? <laughs> Much like so many women, we could not escape Woody Allen. <laughs> uh, yeah, he. I, I read that little tidbit too. And I was just like, oh, what? Think about that post 9-11 when the world loved New York and was in solidarity of that entire community. There are a couple folks that now were like, oh, our guys in, in the news, that's not good. And, you know, I mean, Rudy Giuliani. So, you know, I'm just saying there's there's some folks that, that were you know, Woody Allen falsely elevated in that because just the connection to New York and probably not, you know, worthy of that. Although, to be fair, I think the Academy still loved him at this point. I think the, the Hollywood community still loved him at this point. He wasn't a pariah like he is now. So yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. And in, in, in uh, private, half of them still love him. And you know, it's just well, we can't yeah. we can't say that publicly anymore. That's probably true. Which is you know whatever. So we're gonna try and avoid soapboxes on this Oscar episode tonight, folks. Tonight we're just about the laughs, just about it, the fun, just about the good times. We're about the magic and the importance of film and what it can do for all of us. <laughs> Are you doing your Tom Cruise? Is that what that was? He totally like he he stepped on that line. Like it's all about the magic, and I'm like, oh, he that's a two take cruise. He's he he's not good live. I'm constantly amazed at these award ceremonies how bad actors are reading off teleprompters. Like they just all of them get tripped up. It just mm-hmm. at, nobody can do it. it I mean, because mm-hmm. you know they don't come to rehearsal. And so they're wow. seeing it for the first time as they as they walk out there. They're like, I can do this. I'm a professional actor. And they get out there and just uh, Adele does it. Um, <laughs> it it's, it's fun to watch. <laughs> and, you know, the ones like Kevin Klein that did the plays in theater are like, you just rank amateurs. Oh, pretty faces. Mm. Yeah. It's like watching <sighs> Robert De Niro on every appearance of SNL that he does as he just gets there, looks at the cue card and looks like a deer in the headlights. It's terrifying. Yes. And but Lauren, knock it off, knock it off. Just bring back Martin and 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 you know Short, and that's all you need. Marty Short, knock it off. Yeah, Marty Short. Yeah, wow, look at you. <laughs> all right, my friend. Um, should we do? Should we do some categories? Are yeah, you let's get in. Let's get in some uh, some of the award categories. Let's talk about some of these folks that we've been maybe uh, maybe discussing over the last five weeks and our five episodes, and see if anybody took home a little tiny statue. Let's do, do you want to get us I'm started start off here? I am. I'm ready to go, man. I'm going to okay. go with a best supporting actress. And the nominees are Kate Winslet, Iris, Marissa Tomei in the bedroom, Maggie Smith, Gosford Park, Helen Mirren, Gosford Park, Jennifer Connelly, A Beautiful Mind. And the Oscar went to Jennifer Connelly for A Beautiful Mind. Um, 
I'm excited about this category because it's four out of five were films we watched. I was say, I've actually seen the lion's share of these movies. And so I yeah. can speak intelligently on this. Uh, well, yeah, I can speak as intelligently as I'm there. Yeah, I'm not going to let you stretch. I'm there. not going to tee you up like that. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Jennifer Connelly, Beautiful Mind. I agree with this one. I, I absolutely you, agree. Yeah, I absolutely agree with this choice. I think we talked about that during our Beautiful Mind episode. And I, uh, this is the part of the show where I encourage everybody that hasn't listened to the the uh, episodes leading up to this to to you're going to get the most out of this episode if you hear those and you kind of hear our talk about all of them. But in that in that show, we just uh, we were all gushing about what a performance she had in A Beautiful Mind. And, and not to say that um, Maggie Smith was absolutely wonderful in Gosford Park. Helen Mirren, uh, I don't know if that's, I don't know. I think uh, Emily Watson would be my other pick if you had to take two from from that movie. And then Marissa Tomei was really good in In the Bedroom. And that is the definition of a supporting role because she's not in that very much and didn't, damn near disappears the last hour. And then I haven't totally. seen that. Yeah. I haven't seen Iris, so I can't speak on that. Yeah, and I don't know who this Kate Winslet is, but I mean, is she really that good of an actress? So, but no. Well, if she was, she'd still be making movies. <laughs> yeah, I would go. Um, I would also say uh, Kelly McLaughlin for Gosford Park if I was going to go for two. Don't you give um, her an actress nod, though? Kelly, I know. Kelly McDonald. It's an ensemble, so it's hard. Is it McDonald? Sorry. Yeah, it's McDonald. McDonald. Um, I don't know. It's hard. I struggle with this with Shawshank, too. I have a real problem with what constitutes the supporting versus the lead. Mm-hmm. you know in an ensemble piece like that or a two-hander so but yeah i this one i was totally okay with well and i kind of i feel like jennifer Connolly is towing the line of supporting actress in in a beautiful mind i mean she doesn't show up until about what the 45 minute mark or something like yeah. that though so i guess that's but then she's such a strong presence in the back half of that movie um, yeah i mean well she's the turn then we got to do the 30 year montage, but yeah, but again, I, I don't think that that was a lead actress performance by her. I think it yeah. fits where, yeah, yeah, I get down with like that. Said, no qualms with this one. All right, well, let's talk about best supporting actor. How you feel about that category? You want me to read some of those off for you? I'm ready. We've got Ben Do Kingsley, it. Sexy Beast, Ian McKellen, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Jim Broadbent, Iris, Ethan Hawk, Training Day, John Voight, Ali, and the winner is. Jim Broadbent for Iris. I I never saw Iris. I can't. It's always very anticlimactic when we get to one we didn't see. Did you see Iris? <laughs> I did not. I mean, it's threaded through here, and it looks like some great performances because there's a lot of this on the on the actor category ones that are there. Um, I read a synopsis. It seems interesting. It's just one that passed me by. I yeah, biopic about it. yeah about an um, author and philosopher. Yeah, I gotta, yeah. and I, I gotta, I've never seen Sexy Beast either. Yeah, I don't know if I have. If I have, I've forgotten it. Um, but hey, I'll give you, mm-hmm. give me Jim Broadbent, Best Supporting Actor, and Moulin Rouge all day. I'd get behind that. So. I was, I was wondering how you felt about that because I know the. I mean, I like him in that film. You love him in that movie. Like he's, he's your guy in that. He film. is. It, you know, not seeing Iris. Listen, the man's a talent and a national treasure. Uh, I guess for England, you're, yeah, uh, you're too liberal with the term national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> He's an international treasure, Brandon. There you go. So yeah. I can only imagine how amazing his performance is in Iris. <laughs> um, of the ones I saw, which is take out Kingsley, take out Broadbent. I think Ethan Hawke, I, yeah. his performance in training day. I was 
all in on that. That one I was, I would have jumped up and cheered had I been in the audience and he won that night. That's a great one. But again, I got to get into training day. That's a two hander. He is. I think of the, the middle section of that movie where he's like trapped in that house with those guys. Like, I don't know. There's a lot of Hawk in that movie. That's Hawk heavy. Yeah. But facilitated by, I mean, the story has to stick with him for a little while, but it's really only about 15 minutes of the movie. It's I not guess as so. long as you think. Now, that, I, I'm okay with him in a supporting role in that. And I think that's a great film. And I think he he's really great in it. So, yeah, that's a that is a good one. And he's, I mean, I, I, I struggle to find an Ethan Hawk performance that I don't love. I think he's a really good actor. So, I think McKellen in, in Lord of the Rings is an interesting choice um, to get yeah. a. You know, I liked, obviously, I'd like him in that movie, but that's a weird, that's such an ensemble piece. He's good in it, but I, I'm very surprised that he gets gets an award or gets a nomination for that one. I agree. I think that there's probably, if you're going to go anyone other than Frodo, you have a dealer's choice on anyone else in that movie. But I don't know that anyone else is strong enough. Maybe Vigo, but mm, honestly, and I'm not wild about John Voight, and Ali for that pick either. But to me, I'm, um, I'm, I wanted, uh, Paul Bettany in this role in this one. Yeah. He's, I don't know. He's good. I, you know, John Voight as Ali, that's like your, they love this, um, older actor does media personality. I'm thinking yes, like, uh, they do who, who Mike Wallace and, uh, uh, plumber in, in yeah, the inside Christopher Plummer, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Bell Lugosi, Martin Landau is Bell Lugosi, like mm-hmm. the older, I, I don't know. I know that's not a media figure, but, but that kind of, I remember well, John Boyd playing a, a real of- person mm-hmm. that they know, like who won for the aviator. It was, um, Kate Blanchett as Catherine Hepburn. Yep. You know, that year. I mean, they just love that because there's, it's such a difficult thing to do. I mean, but Voight, this was his thing. He was, he was FDR and Pearl Harbor this year too. Like it mm-hmm. was strange. Like Voight was just, Oh, but don't look at me. I put nine pounds of latex on me and let me do a voice for a couple of times. But, but I, I really, I did want to see Bettany. I thought that, um, I thought that was a warranted performance. I thought he had me on the edge of my seat. Yeah. You loved that. You love that. Role. I like that role, but I don't know if that's an award worthy performance to me. That's because you're wrong. But that's cool. That's true. All right. Are you ready to move on, sir? Let's move on. All right. Uh, the nominees for best actress, Renee Zellweger, Bridget Jones, diary. Sissy Spacek, In the Bedroom, Halle Berry, Monster's Ball, Judy Dench, Iris, Nicole Kidman, Moulin Rouge. And the award goes to Halle Berry for Monster's Ball. It was a um, trailblazing award. It was the first African-American woman to win Best Actress. Um, How did you feel about it, Kyle? I've never seen Monsters Ball all the way through. Um, I've given this one to Sissy Spacek. I thought her, I mean, her performance in the bedroom was so good. That that movie I, just yeah. that totally the the two lead performances in that were just like a masterclass to me. So I I, I don't kind of know how you pass that up, but you know, what do I, I know? agree? Um, I I've seen Monsters Ball. I saw it right when it came out because of all the hoopla for it, probably when it came out on video after the Oscars and everything like that. I don't get that movie. It's incredibly macabre and dark. It's just a horrible slice of life. You have to endure it. Um, she's good in it. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take anything away from it. I don't think she's better than Sissy Spacek, though, because, I mean, I think that she has a very bombastic role. She plays uh-huh. an alcoholic. Um, it lets her um, just emote to the to the nth degree in a lot of scenes, you know? So um, I, I don't know. Sissy Spacek is such an understated performance. So, Well, is this, um, and this is such a reductive thing to say, 
especially not really knowing the movie, but is this a case of like pretty actor goes grimy and gets the award? Um, maybe. I mean, it's, it's not a flattering role. It's, you know, I mean, it's Halle Berry. You, she can't be ugly. I mean, that's a gorgeous woman, but it's, she's definitely, I mean, no one in this thing is really well presented in this movie. I mean, who's, who's the, who's the guy from Billy Bob uh, Thornton or the grand, who's the guy from everyone loves Raymond. Peter Boyle young Frankenstein. No, no, no. Young Frankenstein. Peter Boyle. Yes. Play, oh. They make him into a hateable character. Yeah. And the other thing I will say about the best actress category is that um, agreeing with you, by the way, uh, Sissy Spacek definitely should have won. And Nicole Kidman, I think we talked about that in our uh, Moulin Rouge um, episode. Good, not great. But Judy Dench, Iris, and Kate Winslet, Iris, for uh, best supporting actress, same role. It's the same character they're playing. And Kate Winslet had pulled this trick off before in Titanic with Rose. So interesting bit of trivia. Very interesting. I like that. I like that little bit of trivia. All right, buddy. Uh, how are you now, sir? I'm about to say, how about some best actor? You got a little best actor in you? All right. Nomin- nominees for best actor are Russell Crowe, A Beautiful Mind, Sean Penn, I Am Sam, Will Smith, Ali, Denzel Washington, Training Day, and rounding out the category, Tom Wilkinson, In the Bedroom. The winner is Denzel Washington, Training Day. I, I know you love Training Day, and I think it's a great movie, too. So how are you feeling about this? Um, at the time I was, well, we talked about in our episode, I thought Russell Crowe was, a, I, I thought that performance in Beautiful Mind was better than I did when I came back and watched it. Yeah. I love Denzel Washington and Train Day. I think it's just great. It's totally, he doesn't even see my Denzel, one of yep. the most recognizable faces in the world. He doesn't have that. So that's, that's acting, but I would go with Tom Wilkinson again, just, he was in the bedroom is not something I will ever recommend to anybody. The performances in that were what got me through because they are that good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not heartbroken that Denzel won for training day. I, I'm the way. same way. I think that's a, that's a, a well-acted performance. And that's listen, that shows the absurdity of this, right? Because they're both two incredible performances by very gifted actors and Denzel and training day is the more showy performance, but Tom Wilkinson and in the bedroom, I, I, I kind of got to give it to him too. Uh, Russell Crowe. We talked about it during mm-hmm. our episode. I don't think that's a very good performance as John Nash. So I would trade out Russell Crowe, honestly, for probably Gina Hackman in the Royal Tenenbaums. I think that's a great performance, great comedic performance, oh. and then a good dramatic performance as well. So I'd probably just swap him out altogether. And then probably the less we say about Sean Penn and I am Sam, the better. <laughs> I was going to say, let's avoid Will Smith and Ali. You know, because I don't want to get slapped. No, it's okay. He was he was paid to hit people. Paid to hit people in that one. <laughs> Come to find out, twenty years later, it was all staged. That's funny. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on. Best director, and the nominees are Robert Altman, Gosford Park, Ron Howard, A Beautiful Mind, Ridley Scott, Black Hawk Down, Peter Jackson, Lord of the Ring, Fellowship of the Ring, uh, and David Lynch. Mulholland Drive. And the award goes to Ron Howard for A Beautiful Mind. Would you look at that? The Academy did not have Ron Howard hate that year because that was something we talked about a little bit. They hadn't gotten Um, there yet. Where where are you on this one, buddy? Well, I haven't seen (laughs) Mulholland Drive, so I can't speak to that. But for my money, I'm I'm taking Ron Howard out of there and I'm putting in Baz Luhrmann for Moulin Rouge. That is, I, 
That is a well-directed film. It is definitely the most directed movie of 2001. Uh, and I, you know, you know how I feel about that. And I, 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 that movie is so well coordinated and, and the vision that went into that. I, I, that's one of those where I don't see, I don't see how he's not on this list at the very least. I agree. I, I disagree with the beautiful mind strike. I would have struck Robert Altman for Gosford mm. Park. To me, that seems like the Academy just, Oh, hey, we love this guy. Let's he's obviously nominated for this film. That that thing hit a lot harder for you than it did for me. It wasn't my movie, it wasn't my enjoyment. Um, but I also don't think it was too too difficult of a direct like best picture when I think about it. I agree with you. I think Boz Lerman, and I I said what I've said about Moulin Rouge, but it was a he directed the hell out of that thing and yeah. to the inch of its life. So um yeah, I, I definitely think that I we talked about it in the Lord of the Rings podcast. I could have seen Peter Jackson. I mean, it wasn't my cup of tea, but that's a monumental achievement. I think in the directorial category as well. Yeah. Um, you're not going to like it. My personal, I would have gone with Ridley Scott for Black Hawk Down. I think that was I, an incredibly difficult film to do. And I think he did. He directed the hell out of that thing. No, I, I'm not going to not like it. I, I need to see Black Hawk Down again. I haven't seen it in a while. I mean, I've read the book. I've seen the movie. I love both of them. I think they're, it is a that's a tough movie. And I remember mm -hmm. it being a very well-directed, just a good film. So I'd have to go back and watch it again. But it's not going to bump Moulin Rouge off our, our uh, Baz Luhrmann off my, off my top. That's fair. Over. But I, I'm with you on the whole, mm, Ron Howard, really? Really, Academy? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well... Let's get into uh, best picture. Now we're not going to talk about what we would do yet, uh, folks. We're going to go through who actually won best picture and maybe talk about those movies a little bit. Then we'll get into how we feel about if the Academy got it right, if they got it wrong, or if they just totally missed something altogether. So best picture, the nominees for best picture are Gosford Park in the bedroom, a beautiful mind, the Lord of the Rings, the fellowship of the ring and Moulin Rouge. And the winner for best picture is a beautiful mind. So <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about this lineup though, before okay. we get to our, our truest of true dark heart feelings here, I feel like we've got a little bit, cause we talked about this in the 94 season, but there's kind of a pattern to the way the Academy does this. You got, you know, your little engine that could, you got your blockbuster, you got your prestige film and then um, you got your British thing that I don't know if it goes there. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I liked Gosford park, but looking at the movies from, from this year, it's not in there for me. It's uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's kind of what you're talking about with the best director throwing Altman in there. I think it's, there's mm -hmm. a lot of famous people in it. It's got a stacked cast. There's some really good performances. It's a it's a prestige director kind of coming back to form, I think, a little bit after after some some years off. Um, and I, you know, it's not on my list, probably if I've you know, if I got to do it. So, uh, again, yeah, you've got your, West. We are we going to create some sort of second uh, war with the <laughs> with the British because they didn't like how that turned out the first time. And if, if they want to come back and try it again, but yeah, I don't think we need the, uh, the little British movie in there again. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's just a quirk of the two years we've done, but I'm like, really this guy. And 
and I don't think it's the same. It's it's not like for like for last time. I do think that Altman does have the beloved area of it, but striking that one because I think we're both on the same chord there. Um, I think I, I think the rest of the list is worthy. I'm okay with the rest of the list. I love that in the bedroom is on this. You know, mm-hmm. it's a smaller movie. It had a pretty good box office, but looking at some of the other films that came out and some of big, big, well-regarded critically and commercially in movies, I'm I'm really happy that that film got a nod. And I'm I'm also happy that we're doing this kind of thought experiment in this podcast that I got exposed to that movie. Like you said, I'm mm-hmm. not going to recommend it to somebody. And it's not even something I quote unquote enjoyed watching or mm-hmm. maybe enjoyed experiencing but it was a great movie that I never would have watched otherwise. So I'm, can, I'm happy that it's on this list. I could definitely see myself. I don't know if it's out there or not, but YouTubing a scene or two to like, mm-hmm. let me explain what I talk about when less is more with someone's physical actions on a film of acting. Watch Sissy Spacek in this role type thing. Um, quit there. Are you cool? Would you think that he should have gotten a director nod? Uh, in the uh, bedroom? Todd Fields? Mm-hmm. Or Todd Field, I think it's Field, not Fields. Um, I, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with him mm-hmm. getting a director nod, and I'm kind of surprised he's not on there. You know, mm-hmm. again, I I don't know about Lynch in Mulholland Drive. I've never seen that movie, can't speak to it, but I could see him getting thrown in there. I, hell, I'd love to see him instead of Altman for Gosford yeah. Park. Let's get an up and coming guy in there, um, that really is doing something different and is putting together the heck of a production, both in both in screenplay, both in in tone and style, and then getting these great performances out of out of this group of actors. Yeah, I agree. I think that in the bedroom again, I, I can't. I I I'm totally in step with your assessment. Probably never watch it again. Never recommend it. Man, it's a great flick. Um, Lord of the Rings. I feel that this gets into, and you're not going to like what I'm going to say here. I feel like there's sometimes achievement versus best picture mm-hmm. you know um feel this way a little bit about titanic a little bit about avatar um where we have the needle move so much on a technical aspect is the story strong enough to truly be the best of the best of that year's representation um this one's a little different it's based off a beloved you know novel that's been out there forever and a day so quibbles i i don't hate it that it's in there i get why it's there um but, I, I get yeah. I get why it's there. Here's my thing. Here's my thing with the the Fellowship of the Ring. Mm-hmm. It's the first part of a of a bigger story, so I get it not winning because yeah. it's the first act of a story, and so I I get a nomination, but then also not winning because I don't think you can give best picture to the first part of the story because what if they just whiz the rest of it down their leg? Like, and it doesn't yeah. all tie together and these things that they're setting up in the first don't pay off or whatever that may be. And, and you might think that that is absolutely the case, but I mean, I don't, but I, I just, I have trouble looking at that as an individual film that you sure give it technical awards and, and, and things like that. But I think if best picture, we haven't seen the full picture yet. We haven't seen the full movie. Yeah. And I think not to recount our episode, but that's what I bumped into really hard for this one, uh-huh. because um, in the one the one that you're talking about that did win a best picture was a standalone of a story type thing. Um, I wouldn't have been shocked if he had gotten best director just for some of the achievement asks, because I think when you get to achievement and direction, that's OK. 
that's yeah. not that's not the same like for like with with best picture for me um i mean i wouldn't have voted that way but i, I could see how we got there um but yeah i mean other than that uh you know the, I, moulin rouge you know not to recount the episode just there's that thing could have been so great and it's good in my book yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, you're not you're not the big you're not the big Moulin Rouge fan. I get that. No. You know, I'm I'm glad it's on the list. I think it's a good movie. I mean, and then you've got the winner, a beautiful mind. You know, the mm-hmm. pop, the the big director, the big actor who just coming off of uh, best uh, actor win himself, and mm-hmm. you know the good feel good uh, feel good ish movie. Um, so there it is. That's your best picture. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it is, man. It's 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 the front runner, definitely, yeah. and it didn't stumble. So nope. that's right. All right, buddy, you ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. I'm excited. It's a sequel. It's it's. Part are are we gonna do like our? If you didn't, have you haven't listened to the first Oscar spectacular on the films of 2000 and uh, or no 1994? Um, we we both picked the same movie, so I'm excited to see if uh, if we're gonna repeat. Uh, but what's gonna happen here? So what we're gonna do is we're going to um say and the winner for best picture is and then count it down and uh it's one two three go right yep we go wait wait do we go on three or do no, we go one two three, three go one two three go okay one cool. two three jump one two three jump gotcha gotcha and it's folks just so you know it's what we would have voted from from the list that was nominated of this of this the, the five on this list right we're not going to pull in a color of night or something like that and throw it in there yet that's later <laughs> <laughs> all right buddy let's do it and the winner for the films of 2001, the best picture is three, two, one. Moulin Rouge. Ah, oh, you were Boy, so wrong. I would have so known that you were going to pull that crap Oh, you out. think I didn't know that you weren't <laughs> waiting to tease about the Boswellerman crap back when we were doing the director <laughs> category? Lukewarm, uh, <sighs> just used Kleenex of a movie whatever oh no 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 see your movie again had it done had it nailed everything i don't think i could have fought your your argument had it has if there was no like a virgin sequence in that film i might go with you and if the gun didn't pop off the eiffel tower in the end but 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 instead you decided to choose the film with the unbelievable central relationship and the uh uh, the unlikable, uh, the unlikable lead performance, just uh, very good. That it, it just makes up things. <laughs> I will grant you. I will grant you that uh, Russell Crowe is not very good in this film. He's too tick heavy, and we not to rehash our episode. I used to say that. Never mind. We've already talked about. It. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about it again. What do you think about Russell Crowe's performance in this, Brandon? I will grant you it's and not. Defend strong. your poor choice. I will. I will grant you it's not strong. Every other performance in that film is lights out. Yep. And his performance is not so bad, it's distracting. It's, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it was. That film works on every level. Um, and, and and the story hits. Yes, it's fiction. We all know it's fiction. But sometimes it great is. films are fiction. JFK's fiction. And that thing's trying to be a historical thing. Um, yeah, no, this was Wait, definitely. it's what? Um, <laughs> this was definitely, I think, you know, it, it wasn't. The runaway, like last time when we were like, oh, it's Shawshank by a mile. This was closer. Absolutely. This was closer. I'm very interested to know what your number two is because I knew your number one. I saw that. I saw that from about five, about 12 weeks ago. I knew what you were going to pick. This Listen, I, if you've listened to the Moulin Rouge episode, I love Moulin Rouge. I've loved Moulin Rouge since 2001. 
Um, I think it's a like a well-directed movie. I love the music. I love the acting. I love the performances. I love the art direction. I love the choreography. It elicits emotion in me and it has elicited emotion and positive response and like genuine feeling every time I've watched it for the last 22 years. So yeah, this is my best film of 2001 because I had that um, connection to it then and I still rewatching it now still have that connection to it now. So uh, yeah, I, I get that it, it is a specific type of movie and I know that it is not for everyone. So when I'm saying this is my best picture of 2001, I don't think this is the biggest crowd pleaser of 2001. I get that. Um, but like you said, this was a tight year. I went back and forth on all these. Like this was not the runaway Shawshank Redemption. Um, mm-hmm. I really had to do some thinking. I'm one. Um, and we just talked about with the director, you know, Lord of the Rings. I really had to look at that as I can't base this on a we, we did that when we talked about it in our episode. We tried to talk about it as one film because we were we hadn't seen the other ones. But because of that we haven't seen the other ones and it's a single part in a story. I can't give it I can't give it best picture. I can't do that. I don't know if I would anyway, but it's kind of almost not even in the running for me because we're not looking at the full thing. Um, we kind of both talked about Gosford Park. And then A Beautiful Mind, I think is a good movie, but I don't connect with it in that way. And there's a few key things in the performances and in the relationships that I think is a script problem that I can't, it kind of takes it out of the running for me a little bit to where if I'm having to look at these things next to each other, yeah, that's going to that's gonna push it down a little bit. That it just, that um, if there was a scene where maybe Russell Crowe and um, and Ed Harris sung some sort of Madonna song in like a tower of a building of a castle. I, I think I think I could get more behind it. I mean, did they even think about including Vogue in it? OK, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was wondering if I cut out as Brandon is just staring back at me on this. OK, so, Brandon, you know, I get it. You're wrong and that's fine. And that's something you'll have to live with forever. But but let's kind of look at them now. How do you rank these? You know, so you've got a beautiful mind at the top. What's your, what's your number two? I I went back and forth on a couple um, quibbles. uh, I'll be real. Gosford park wasn't in my running. Um, Mm -hmm. I had quibbles with Moulin Rouge. I had quibbles with Lord of the ring and um, separate quibbles. Um, You know, I've kind of talked about Moulin Rouge already. Lord of the Rings, I had some questions really to the direction of Peter Jackson, the things that he did in the movie itself and the story. I completely agree with you that it was one part of a whole and so therefore incomplete, uh, you know, all that jazz. Um, honestly, my number two was in the bedroom, which surprised me when I watched that film. The week since we've watched it, I keep coming back to it. Um, that movie has stuck with me. It's also yes. my number two. It, yeah. in and there were times in the past week or so that I've been thinking about this where I'm like, is this my best picture? Like, is this above Moulin Rouge for me as that? And it, and it just couldn't do that. The history that I have, you know, mm-hmm. the history that I have with with that movie. But um, yeah, In the Bedroom is a strong number two for this yeah. year. Yeah. And like I said, it, it, there was not a runaway. This was that I don't know that I ever got to the point of like, I might say in the bedroom, but I mean, it was in the conversation up until about a week ago, to be honest. Yeah. I was kicking around that way. Um, number three would be your, your, your favorite Moulin Rouge because there's <laughs> folks, it, please go back, listen to that episode. There's gems to be mined in that film. Good ones. Really, really 
funny, heart-wrenching, heartwarming, heartbreaking, but all really well done. There's just some other crap too. So, you know, that's that's where I'm at. So that's my number three. And, and in this in the spirit of fair play, my number three is A Beautiful Mind. Again, I didn't connect with certain parts of it, but it's it's still a, a good movie that it really elicits, uh, you know, did some strong emotions for me and I think is is well put together, well made. And, and I think there's, a, there's some really good aspects to that script as well. Um, mm-hmm. We talked about that again, not to rehash our episode, but it's still a, a strong, a strong movie. So, yeah, I'd put that at number three. Sweet. Um, I think we're going to agree. Then Lord of the Rings is number four. Yeah. yeah. And then we. And for our reason. And Park, got, uh, hey, they got thank, to come too. Yeah. Thanks for coming. And honestly. Yeah. The more I've been thinking about it since we talked about it for two people for, for Gosford Park. Where's where where's um, what's her face that we love so much. Kelly McDonald. No, 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 no. Uh, she was in Four Weddings and Funeral. Julianne. Um, oh, uh, Annie, Andy McDowell. Oh, Chris no, Scott Thomas. Andy Chris McDowell. Is, what is wrong with you? <laughs> Chris Scott Thomas. Yeah, Chris Scott yeah. Thomas. Yeah, she was put her in there. there. Put, yeah. the, put her in there over Helen Mirren. Yeah, yeah. There so, you go. So. All right, cool beans. So, yeah, that's that's where we are on what happened that night. Now we want to play a little game where we talk about what should have happened that night. For those of you who don't know, the backstory is is that they um in in 2009 the Academy started adding five. They, they went from five best pictures to ten. So in the spirit of that <clears throat> decision, we're going to um, nominate the five other films that we think should have been nominated and given that love for the year of 2001. And I'm going to break uh, tradition. I went first last year. Kyle, let's let's color this night and let's hear what Kyle would add to the list. All right. If I have to add five movies, uh, I, I've got my five. I, I went through the list. I'm not doing it as off the cuff this year. And it's here's you where doing I doing the homework. I, love I, I did the homework and everything. OK, so first of all, Christopher Nolan's Memento. I put that on the list. Uh, Training Day, which we've talked about. I think Training Day goes on my list. Um, wonderful French film, Amelie. Amelie would go on there. Uh, you've got Pixar's Monsters, Inc. I'm putting that on the list. I think that's a great movie. And then a big favorite of mine, the Royal Tenenbaums. I love the Royal Tenenbaums, Wes Anderson film, and that would definitely round out my top 10. Brandon, awesome. what would your top 10 look like? Well, hang on. I have a question before we get to oh, mine. Sure. On your, okay. um, would you bump anything? If you like say, we're not well in Gothard Park. Would you, would you, what would make the cut up if you could? So, so Gothard Park is, would be gone and it'd probably be replaced by the Royal Tenenbaums if I'm doing five. Um, if I've got to, if, if does Crossford Park still make it on my top 10, you know, looking at what came out that year, it, it might be able to edge its way in. Um, you know, Hannibal's a strong contender. <laughs> no, uh, swordfish came out that year. We've got Pootie Tang, but I was this, wondering in, if you were going to talk about, you were a big fan. You and my dad love that movie. <laughs> You know, honestly, what's uh, what should be in the top 10 best films of 2001. We're getting rid of Gosford Park and put in a movie that is another ensemble piece that does have uh, aspects of comedy and aspects of drama and intrigue. We're throwing in Wet Hot American Summer. Ah, there you go, buddy. <laughs> nice, nice. I knew you were going to do Amelie um, and I know you do Royal Bombs. Those are those are two films that you love that I just don't connect with. But that's okay. That's what makes yeah, the absolutely. world around everybody. So okay. So on my end, um, yeah, I would do. Uh, I'm with you on Memento. I think that that was a fantastic film. Um, 
I put in Enemy at the Gates. I don't know if you ever mm. saw it. Did you ever see that one? Nope. Um, Never saw that. About snipers in World yeah, War One yeah. or two? Uh, World War Two. Yeah. And okay. the, the Ed Harris is great in that. I didn't really. Uh, Jude Law is great. Joseph Fiennes is really good. Whatever happened to that guy? He was white hot for a while, then just gonzo. Um, Training Day as well. Um, Black Hawk Down, which I think is just an exceptional film. Um, and then I, you're you're gonna hate this. I would put Shrek in there. I, I feel. I did. I did, I think it's worthy of a best picture, and I think it's a slap in the face to what they did with it. When is the last time you saw that? movie uh two years ago i was getting a covid test it was playing in the doctor's office oh man that's a double rough day um did you have monsters inc on the list because i gotta be honest i spaced out if i'm not talking i'm pretty much not listening i knew that you (laughs) you love monsters inc how do you put that crap dreamworks movie that's like the anti movie movie uh, uh, with this stupid mike myers uh, Scottish accent thing throughout it over Monsters Inc., which is like a glorious, unsung or underappreciated Pixar movie. I agree that Monsters Inc. is unsung and unappreciated Pixar film. But as you and I are not on this podcast, but we've talked about it before, I think very highly of Shrek. I think that when people are like, oh, Pixar is the best, I'm like, mm, some out there that are doing it just as good, if not better. Um, I connected with Shrek wholeheartedly. Um, and I yeah. really, I'll be real with you. I, I hated what they did to it. This film. If you're going to nominate this film for best picture, if it's that good, don't get a new category. That is just unwarranted slap in the face. And I, I can't divorce my feeling about that from this nomination. Um, I would, I would bump Gosford Park. I wouldn't put Shrek there because I still want you to be my friend. Um, but I would put Training Day in yeah. in place of that. And I think that Training Day, um, had it been on the list. It might have beat Beautiful Mind for me. I think Training Day is a fantastic film that fires on all cylinders. I think that it's very well acted and it's not. We don't have the uplifting catharsis of hope and health and love guiding our hand like Beautiful Mind does. This movie is a nihilistic, horrifying romp of survival in one Mm day and and being a cop in the Ramper Division of utter corruption and murder and mayhem. Um, some of the supporting phenomena or some of the supporting performances are so phenomenal that I still can't get past um, so what some of the um, just blink and you miss them. I, I, I blink on the guy's name, but the three guys that kidnap Ethan Hawke on the scene you're talking about when he's kidnapped mm-hmm. in that house. Um, that's just one of the most tensest sequence you've ever seen in your life. It is. Um, and just uh, Cliff Curtis, I think is his name, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. But that whole, the pacing of that film, the layering of the subterfuge that Ethan Hawke's character goes through, man, that's a good flick. And I, I that that might have gotten my best picture if it was on the list. Yeah, I'm, I, I think that's a great one. And I could absolutely see that being in the top five. And I think we would have, we would have had a good conversation about training day. I think, I think that would have been an interesting talk. And I don't think it would have been a lot of us disagreeing, you know? So yeah, it wouldn't have been probably. a good conversation. The fact <laughs> that the first animated film uh, award ever went to Shrek, which I don't think is a good movie over Monsters, Inc. is, I think, maybe the one black mark on Hollywood's record. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tell your buddy Woody 
and your buddy Harvey that we appreciate everything they do for us because wowzers that was that was I did not see that joke coming bam and let's not forget the other the third uh, movie nominated for best uh, animated film Jimmy Neutron Boy Genius which was uh there was going was there another movie nominated this year? I know that's the thing they open this up here's the thing what really cheeses me is I feel so bad for Beauty and the Beast. Like yeah. that was legitimately nominated for best picture. And you've just poisoned that well, because now Jimmy Neutron's getting the nod that's equivalent of this. So mm, yeah, you, I you know. Oscars. <laughs> oh, I know that's, it's rough. It's rough. It's rough. You know how, who, uh, who has no uh, best picture nominees, um, uh, toy story. And you know, who has one Jimmy Neutron best boy genius. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Yikes. Well, we did it. Right. We did it, man. We did it. And uh, you got, I mean, I'm, I'm a little embarrassed for you and I can edit out your choice for best picture. If, if you start to think about this and you don't want people hearing this, that's fine. Um, nah, I'm trying to do that. The word memoriam, right? I think this is a big night for me, man. <laughs> it's a big night. You go, uh, you go have yourself a celebratory drink. Enjoy yourself you know at the governor's it. ball or wherever you, wherever the, the, the uh, I'm vanity fair party all the way. Man. You're going to the vanity I stand fair, outside yeah. of the good parties and not get in. Come man, on. I got, I got voted. To, I got a ticket to the E news party. Dang it. Oh, have your fun with this would have been what was it what was that guy's name uh the guy that did it after greg kinnear let's talk soon uh, joel 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 he had the 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 white spot on his uh yes 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 yeah i don't know who it is but anyway before uh before joel McHale. (laughs) but we're not Um, done no we're not done with the films of 2001 we've got one more we're so we're so uh we're so into this year that we don't want to leave it in and these days, buddy, you got to have another one. You got to have another one. So we reached out to you, the audience, and we asked you, what movie do you want to hear us talk about? A movie that did not get nominated for Best Picture. And we threw five out there. And I'm going to see if I can remember the five off the top of my head. Uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Memento, Ocean's Eleven, Brandon's favorite film, Shrek, and Training Day. And you, the audience, voted, I mean, Really, there were, we had a we had a lot of folks actually vote in this, which was great. And there was some real neck and neck moments. We we had a few that were tied for a long time, and then a front runner came out, and it was really something down to down to the wire. But we've got a winner, and so the movie we will be doing next episode is 2001's Ocean's Eleven. I am stoked. I'm very excited. We're gonna get some martinis. We're gonna wear some tuxes or some nice suits. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon's going to go to prison for the interim between now and the next uh, episode, and we'll get him out. I'm going to eat during the whole episode. Uh, it's going to be great. I think that if we pick the things from that movie, yes, I go to prison, you eat. So cool. Um, getting serious for two seconds, folks. I do want to say thank you for all the voting. Thank you for all the, the listening, uh, those that rate us on our um, where we get your podcast. It does mean the world to us. We were thrilled uh, watching the votes come in and just the the interaction we're getting. You know, Some of the folks we're, we're meeting that are talking to us. Hey, man, we love the podcast. That just means the world. So we we really, really, truly do appreciate that. Yeah, and if you're interested in voting and following us, things like that, you can find us on Facebook at Second Best Picture, Instagram at Second Best Picture. That's the same as our YouTube channel. Uh, we're pretty much everywhere. You can email us at secondbestpicture at gmail.com. We've got our website, secondbestpicture.wordpress.com. So find us wherever you want. You can download uh, this podcast and our other episodes wherever you get podcasts. We're all the best podcasts are sold. And again, like Brandon said, we really appreciate all of the interaction with you guys and and 
you know, voting for this and reaching out to us, emails and everything that you do, it uh, makes it a lot of fun. Uh, so we're not just sitting here talking to each other. So thank you very much. And we'll be back with Oceans 11 next time. Night, folks.